Welcome to Live the Fuel. Welcome to Live Welcome the Fuel. To Live the Fuel. Focusing on health, business, and lifestyle. And now your host, Scott Mulvaney. All right, good day and good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another Live the Fuel show. So today I am catching up with yet another co-host new to our show, uh, but another powerful connection through the last two years of me visiting this wonderful event outside of Philadelphia called MapCon, the Mid-Atlantic Podcast Conference. Quick shout out to Super Joe Pardo who founded that. And uh, for, for those of you that are newer listeners, when I launched this show over a year ago, that was the first conference I ever went to. The show was literally in its first week of launch. And now... I'm obviously connecting with people a year later. I've gone back to speak there. But let's fast forward to why we're talking to our new co-host today. Uh, she rocked the mic at this event. She's got a powerful story. I just had to get her on the show. Uh, she's found a way to niche herself with this power of dance and entrepreneurship. Uh, so literally, the, the co-host we're bringing on today, she's actually founded the Dancepreneuring Studio podcast where she guides her listeners on a journey of transformation inspired by dance and life and business and everything. So I love this. You know, the podcast is a reflection of her personal adventure overcoming her own fears. And uh, clearly, she's got a passion uh, for dance after 20 plus years hiatus. So she had a little break in there, gang. And we're going to talk a little bit more about this and understand her story. So without further ado, welcome to the show, Annette Bohm. Thank you so much for having me, Scott. I was so looking forward to our conversation. I'm totally fired up. I'm totally excited because loved hanging out with you again outside of Philly. I know everybody calls it Philly. Oh, it's a Philadelphia conference. I'm like, well, technically we were over in Jersey. <laughs> so, uh, you know, we're not trying to judge. You know, I do love Philadelphia. I'll be down there again this week. So, uh, but you're, you're dialing in from us virtually because we do the video feed over, over the past 60 episodes now. Uh, you're in Cali. Where, where, whereabouts in California are you? I'm in the greater Los Angeles area. And if you're not familiar, there's a, I, I always say greater Los Angeles because LA is so big, but I actually live in um, a part of Long Beach called Signal Hill. So I'm about, I'd say about 20 minutes from LAX airport and about 30 minutes without traffic to pretty much every part of LA, but that's without traffic because <laughs> there's so much traffic here. We definitely are talking to a Californiaite because uh, most Californians uh, do refer to your lovely traffic, especially in the LA area. Uh, <laughs> I personally try and p pick all of my travels and events to not go anywhere near there. So <laughs> I don't blame you, Scott. I don't blame you. Uh, and no offense. Again, California is gorgeous. <laughs> uh, we were just joking around to our listeners, guys. We were just joking around together because, um, you know, not every podcaster does video. So she and I both love the Zoom platform. Like, for example, she's having issues with lighting on her end. Um, I could care less, but I'm like, ah, what the hell? I'll try and help her as much as I can. On my end, it's a busy time of the day here on a Monday because it's like literally 1.30 in the afternoon. And I'm, I have a lot of other, I found out, businesses around me, even though I'm in a residential setting for my home studio here, that uh, this time of day, people like to use the internet. So like for on Annette's end, she may see me freezing up, but thanks to on my end, I receive fine. So the upload speed might give you me a, a delay on your end, Annette. You have nothing to worry about because on my end, everything looks great. Everything's recording fine. You're performing fine. Um, clearly, my lighting is better than your lighting. We just got done learning about <laughs> boom boom lamps and, and everything else to help you level up your game. So yes. uh, this is the fun. Right? We don't know what's going to come out of a podcast. It gets, gets a little crazy. Does this happen on your show too? 
Yes, you know, it's funny you mentioned that, Scott, because before I would be very much like, okay, I need to make sure that this, you know, A, B, C, D, and we're, you know, within the parameters, I have this set, but I'm finding more now that I'm welcoming these spontaneous moments. They're more fun, you know, so um, I'm getting used to that. So this is a good experience for me out of my comfort zone, like everything else that I try to do. <laughs> well, I, I think that's a lesson that's come up on a number of my shows and now that I think about it, and I'm sure it's come up on you too, especially from the, the world of dance. Um because people don't realize that some of the most powerful lessons, we discussed this uh, actually at the conference about embracing the change, right? And realizing that some of the most powerful things you learn is from mistakes or opportunities along the way. And oh, obviously, yes. and for our listeners, gang, and while I'm talking to you, I'm actually going to pop into a screen share here because, again, to our listeners, her brand is her name. So check her out at AnnetteBone.com. That's two N's, two T's, B-O-N-E. Dot com. You'll find access to her podcast, all of her media, the testimonials. This girl is definitely niched into the dance world. And again, I think you can help us understand some lessons learned from this world, right? Yes, I've learned a lot. <laughs> just <laughs> just the a little bit? Just, just a little yeah. bit? <laughs> just a little bit. Yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> well, I mean, so catch us up on this. Besides the fact we got to learn about lamps together uh, five, ten minutes ago uh, and lighting... <laughs> Which I, and let's be real, lighting's important, right? You got to show off your dance, your skills. Uh, but but I mean, I'm sure some of that came into you realizing along the way, like you know, what? I've got to create my own brand. I'm going to launch my own uh, persona online. I'm going to launch my own podcast. I'm going to connect with dance and life and business, which is part of your tagline that I'm sharing on the video feed right now. So uh, so let's let, let's dive in. I mean, 20 year hiatus, making a comeback. Clearly, girl loves her dance, like. What is, what, why, like, why is this so important to you? Oh my gosh, Scott, it's, it's been one heck of a ride so far. And I feel like it's just beginning. I could not stay away from dance any longer than I did. 20 years is a long time being away from something that you love so much and then just giving it up and giving up on yourself. And I think that was the biggest thing is that, wow, I allowed myself to embrace this victim mentality. Hmm. And um, just to let that spiral downwards. And, you know, I was thinking about this because I thought, you know, we all have choices to make regardless of the environment. And, you know, people have everybody has gone through stuff. Everybody has challenges. Everybody has gone through stuff. And still, you know, at the root of it, we have choices to make. And so I chose to adopt not the best mentality and to feel sorry for myself and just kind of let that spiral downwards. And so when I gave up dance, I made up all these excuses like, well, you know, it's not meant for me and I'm not, I'm just not cut out for it. And I don't look a certain way. I don't have this body type and that kind of thing. And so that affected everything because I gave up something that I loved so much. And I thought that because I didn't necessarily have the experience or excel in a part of dance, like the commercial part, which I, that was my goal initially, I thought, okay, then I'm a failure. It's not for me. I can't, this is not, I'm not successful because I can't say, well, I studied at this place and, you know, I have this background, I studied dance and I've been in all these competitions and had these, tra although, you know, I did have excellent dance training when I was in college and I did get my bachelor's in dance. And wow. it, but okay. even that, it was like, even that I came in pretty much my peers had were dancing since they were three, four years old. Some of them were already working professionally. And I came in starting late, really insecure. And I thought, Okay, I'm going to something in me always it's always even if I was feeling insecure Scott I was always pushing myself some some way that I knew even if I drew back a little bit 
I still, there was something inside me that still pushed myself, even if it was just a little bit. Well, and that's, that's one thing that I picked up from you uh, just from the conference, right? And just following you now online as well is that, and this, it's funny, this is connecting forth uh, in the form of art because literally, uh, just to catch you up real fast, this whole dancing thing, and what I'm hearing from you is work ethic, right? You can't teach. Well, some people say you could teach work ethic, but there's a certain mindset tied into that, and that's what you've already been hinting at, is that this whole mental fortitude, the embracing the change, realizing that just because you weren't born into it or brought up from a young age doesn't mean you can't accomplish some of the same magnificent accomplishments that world-class dancers have, right? It, it takes time, it takes patience, and it takes that mental fortitude. And fast forward, like literally this morning, uh, I'm in a, I'm in the middle of a uh, fundraising campaign for cystic fibrosis, is a local genetic uh, uh, disorder. I mean, not a local local. Their chapter that I'm raising money for is local, but cystic fibrosis is worldwide. Here in the U.S., there's only thirty thousand people that actually have the condition, so it's a very unique genetic disorder. And but and seventy thousand worldwide, so. 30,000 here US, 70,000 worldwide. So it's a very niche thing that I'm trying to bring awareness around, raise money with. But we've, we did a Facebook Live video from their office uh, with uh, Selena in, her, in their office there. And she's one of the representatives who helps with the awareness campaigns. And I had no idea that she had uh, spent years in New York City and she was an opera singer. I was like, get the heck out. And oh, then one wow. of the other women in the office, she's like, oh, she's like, you think that's weird? This other girl also used to live in New York City and she used to do like theater and everything else. So it was kind of funny how like all of a sudden they all connected through a charity, but they all have uh, the people in her office are all connected through art and dance and, and all this other stuff. And I'm like, and it's opera singing. I'm like, wow, this is a thing. But she brought this up as well that you can't, you can't have everything overnight. And, and she pointed out that when it comes to opera, for example, she's like, it takes a long time to get your name established, get your reputation established, uh, realizing that if you think you're going to get it overnight, you better pull your head out of your butt and realize that, uh, <laughs> yeah. hello, patience is a virtue, especially with something like that. And I can just imagine, I mean, she was just referring to this from opera, but it totally connects back. That's why I wanted to bring this up because it's so, so new and fresh. I was like, yeah, it makes perfect sense. Like it takes you years to hone your voice, to hone your talent, to hone your stage presence. And now granted in your profession, you know, in your niche and your specialty and what you love of dance, like that's, you may not necessarily have a voice, but your body is your voice. And that takes a long time, right? You got to put in the reps. You got to do the fitness thing. You got to get the body awareness. I mean, you, you guys got to put a lot of work in. It is a lot of work. And it's funny you mentioned that too, Scott, because nowadays, especially in the commercial dance in industry, and especially in the Los Angeles area, a lot of it is very much about get in, get out. Let's make this choreography look good. Let's make this um, entertainment, which is fine, which is fine. For me, what I love is the process. I love the work ethic part. I love the process part of you going in and figuring out, okay, this is the technique for maybe this specific dance style. Hmm. What, 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 how am I going to adapt my body? I may not look like a ballet dancer. I might not look like whatever kind of dancer, right? Whatever the stereotype is, which, you know, that's breaking as the years have been going on and there's more focus oh, on God, that. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, definitely. You know, this whole stereotype great. thing is definitely powerfully being broken wide open with all those television shows and everything else, yes. dancing with the stars and all that. Yeah, which is fantastic. But it's, there's still that part of dance where it's just very much about get in, get out, let's make this look pretty. And there, there's a place for that. But for me, what I really like is, like I said, the process of it, 
what do I need to do? What kind of work effort do I need to put in? What does my mindset need to be to get my body to do these things I want it to do? Hmm. And so for me, I, I geek out about that stuff, Scott. Like that is, <laughs> I just, I love that kind of stuff. Oh, I'm feeling, but, I'm feeling the energy. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I just love that kind of stuff. Not everybody does. You know, there's a lot of kids that I dance with. It's about, okay, let's learn the coolest choreography. Let me see how good I can look so I can post it on Instagram, which is fine. I love that stuff too. But um, I had to, I had to come to the realization and it, it's been a process where I had to embrace my own dance journey. Okay, I'm not 23 years old anymore. I'm not, my focus is not having a professional career full time. But, you know, I've been through stuff and I can teach stuff and I can still learn. And, you know, we both are of the mindset that, you know what, age is just a number. And I remember you talking about how you can run circles around 20 year olds who've already given up. And that's really kind of sad because if you, if you can realize how much potential and how much you have already within you and bring that out and just hone in on that, be around the right people that can facilitate and foster and, and, and grow that mindset and that fire, which that's what I love about your brand and your podcast. Thank it's you. to me, it's so, isn't it exciting, Scott? I mean, I, I just like, it lights me up. So when, when I, you, when you know. find, when you find something that it, like uh, that's what I'm hearing from you. It's what it, it's what exudes through my brand as well. It's like you say, the fired up piece, and like you, you can hear the passion, you can hear the excitement. So you can't fake that. Uh, I mean, you could you could try to. There's some great <laughs> there's some great actors out there, right? Uh, yeah. That's why that's why people hire actors to do like commercial campaigns and everything else. But you can't. It's really hard to fake the voice. And let alone the physical emotions and the representation through, let's say, dance, for example. But I mean, when I hear it in the voice, that's what I love about podcasting. It's like, God, me like, too. Right? Me it's too. like, it's yes. raw, it's real, it's transparent. Yes. Okay. I can't fake it. I mean, I could try to, but you're going to hear it in the voice inflection. So, and that's what I love. When you finally find something you're so passionate about, and then you start building a brand around it or just a platform to get the messaging out there, you don't even, yes. have, you don't even have to monetize, right? Like, it's just like, you know, I want to get a podcast out there. You know, hook up this whole dancepreneuring angle, which is your 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 connection, and start teaching people how to embrace not just their passion and their art and their success of dance, but hey, how do I build it into a business? How do I monetize it and help me realize that I can actually have a business around my passion and my right. purpose? Yes. Definitely. I wholeheartedly agree with that. And, and it's so funny because for many years when I, when I wasn't dancing, I felt like, and just a lot of the association I was around, I felt like I had to pull back and not express how much I love dance and how much it meant to me because I, uh, you had heard my story about letting my body go and mm -hmm. gaining this massive amount of weight and not exercising and kind of going in and out of the whole adopting a healthier lifestyle because I I just, my, everything internally was all messed up. And I think that's when things really started changing for me, Scott, is obviously the, the physical, you know, I think it all works together. You have to have everything working in tandem, but I think that a lot of people don't put a lot of emphasis on the internal aspect that has to change the inner dialogue, the um, thought processes and thinking that it's just the outside that you have to work on. And, um, well, some people look for that short-term win. Yes. They think yes. if I go on a crash diet, yes. I will lose oh, that five gosh. to 10 pounds and I'll feel good. But the problem is to your point, you've, you've looked at it from a short 
term gain, which is actually right. really a loss. It's not a gain because now you've allowed yourself to get onto this roller coaster ride of the ups and downs. And to your point, if you haven't put in the mental work, there will be even harder downs. You will crash and burn harder and deeper. And it's even harder to build your way back from. So like, for example, when I coach people in health and fitness as uh, one of my, it's one of my side businesses for years now, I'm like, guys, like you need to have a really solid why, why you're doing this, because I'm not always going to be around. Okay. You need to have that mental game backing yourself up because this is life. The world's going to beat you up. It's going to chew you up. It's going to spit you out. And sometimes you'll do it to yourself. So you got to have that mental game ready to counteract all that. And that's what I'm hearing from you. You're backing it up, man. Like I'm not the only one talking about this. Guys, mental game, mental game will reinforce the physical game. That is so true, Scott. That was very well said. And even um, one of my dance trainers, he said, you know, I'm here to teach you, but I'm here to teach you more about teaching yourself because I'm not always going to be here. Hmm. And I never had a, in my dance journey back in almost four years ago, it's never been about the motivation. It's been about being comfortable. I wouldn't say comfortable is not the right word because I don't really like that word either because I, you know I'm all about getting out of your comfort zone, but it's about <laughs> honoring and embracing each step of the way, each phase. I've had to go through different phases in my dance and business journey, and I've had to take a look back and say, you know what? This is what had to happen at this point, this season. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't look like this person, but that's okay. That doesn't make me less valuable of a person because for so long I compared myself to other women entrepreneurs, to other dancers, to just to other people and thinking, oh, okay, they have this. I don't sound like that. You know, that whole, like I said, the victim mentality, that's the just comparison. Me. You fall into comparison. the comparison. Yeah. Yeah. And that I thought how much mental energy and creative output I'm putting into this yucky thinking when I could be using this for myself. I like to, that. Hashtag you know? yucky thinking. <laughs> <laughs> oh we got to put that one in the show notes. <laughs> yucky thinking. <laughs> I, I timestamp the episodes in the blog article. So we're going to have a timestamp just for yucky thinking. Um, because it doesn't matter how you verbalize it, but you, you're making a valuable point. It's like, guys, like these are things that we actually have control over, but and this is, I, I have to clarify this because this is what I do. Ladies and gentlemen, I've said it before, we're at different places on the timeline. Annette, when she, she was at a very different place on her timeline when she put that weight on and she lost, you lost some of that mental fortitude because you saw the physical impacts and you had, and you didn't realize, oh man, my mental game's not there. I got to rebuild right. the mental game. Right. That's what I'm hearing Correct. now. Grant, yes. I mean, I don't know if you, I don't know. I, forget, I can't remember every single part of your presentation, but cause we had so many powerful speakers that week. We weekend. did. Yes. Including yourself, Scott. Thank you. I appreciate that. Awesome. Um, I try, uh, but <laughs> it's okay to pat ourselves on our back. We, <laughs> of course. we, we rocked that stage. That um, was awesome. and that was challenging dude. Eight minute power sessions. What the heck is that all about? Joe? Seriously, Joe. <laughs> Okay, I'll, I'll run my mouth for 20, 30 minutes, but you want me to crush it into eight minutes? I mean, that was a great challenge, actually. I actually give him props it for that. It is, because you had to get to the, you you need to get to the point in eight yeah. minutes, and you know, you made an impact, so you did very well, Scott. I thought yeah, you, you did, did as well. Your passion Thank came you. through. But Thank you. part of this, this whole mental game we're talking about right now, the, and you know, I'm going to throw the word out there because my own sister suffers from it, depression, right? Mm. That's what mm. we're talking about yes. here, uh -huh. okay? I don't care who you are. I mean, at one point in my life, I even had a short bout of depression. Like I actually, I was actually prescribed antidepressants. People are like, 
you talk about Scott, like uh, live the fuel. Like really that happened. I'm like, yeah, it was after a breakup. I never really explored a lot of like romantic parts of my life. But I also years later after studying psychology and going back to school as an adult student, I can now go back and dissect why that happened. And for me, I didn't have the mental game. I was so busy pushing the career growth and proving to everybody else and myself that I can work my way up in a company without a degree. And I was doing well. I was making money without, like more than my friends were with school because I was still focused on money. Um, Money's important, but it's not everything. Uh, You have to have a, a balance. But when stuff started breaking down and I wasn't enjoying my job anymore and I was shooting for a promotion that I actually realized later I didn't really actually want and the, the, the romantic piece of my life was eh there, but it wasn't a real relationship, and I thought it was. When that came to a breaking down too, there was a cascade effect, and this is a life lesson. I didn't have the other components of my life, because I'm very big on life balance, in place. So when that came dropping out, I had no idea that I, I, had, I wasn't focusing heavily on my workouts, my physical fitness, my education, my career growth, I had dumped all that into the romance piece of it and I wasn't doing myself justice by keeping my life balanced. So when that came crashing down, it jacked me up for a couple of months. I didn't know what was going on. I never experienced depression before. I'm like, what the hell is this? So I actually like tried taking freaking drugs, which I don't recommend, but I get it. It's, it's, it might be needed for some people. Um, but that's just my own little brief story that I didn't get a chance to get into that eight-minute power session. I tell people like, hey, I, I'm not perfect. Like everybody, this is such thing as perfection. We all have our struggles. And I mean, can you talk a little bit about that piece of your life too? Like you don't have to go to my level, but <laughs> like how, how do you connect on that level? With the whole depression thing about experiencing depression? Yeah. I mean, everybody's at different places. You know? Yeah. Well, obviously I was very, very depressed during the time when I wasn't dancing and I thought, how did I get to this point? I was depressed because I thought, you know, I'm not a stupid person. I, I have figured things out. So why yeah, is this same happening? Here. You know, and I thought, and uh, there was a point where um, I thought, you know, maybe this is just the end. I, maybe I should just end this. And I didn't go, you know, I, I've met people and known people personally that have had really, really intense um, degrees of depression. And I've learned so much that it's just, you don't just say to someone, oh, snap out of it. I mean, it's, it's a real, like, like it's so easy. Yeah, but it, I tried no, telling myself that because I didn't know any better. I'm like, yeah, I, I just like, dude, why is this a problem? Just snap yeah. your fingers and get out of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's what I thought for myself too. But um, I thought, I know how to get out of this. You know, it's, it's weird because I, I, I was always overthinking like, I, okay, I know that there's a solution. I always felt like things were figure outable. If that's, mm-hmm. I don't if that's a word anyway, hey man, but let's, let's, you know. we're making up all kinds of words today, but I, you're not the first one to have used that one, by the way, <laughs> figure out a bowl. Figure out a bowl. Yes. <laughs> People throw that around, Figure but, out but we understand like what it. you're saying. We understand. So yeah. Keep going. So I think with uh, the whole depression for me, getting back to what I loved really helped with that. And really, Focusing on the fact that, you know, I can take small steps and I can do this, even if it doesn't work out the way that I think it's going to, like, in terms of going back to dance, it'll at least get me healthy again. At least I'll get some of my health back and I won't be feeling like, oh my gosh, I can't climb up these stairs anymore and all you know, all the stuff that goes on. And at first it was kind of a vain thing, like, okay, I want to look better 
in my clothes or whatever. And it's interesting now, it's not about that for me. It's about how much more can I get to the next level so I'm at my peak performance hmm. for business, for dance. And so I look at everything now as an experiment. And that in itself, the whole looking forward, being around people, podcasters, other business people, people in the dance world that fuel that passion and the creativity and push you, the depression thing. Yeah, of course, we all have our bouts of feeling like, oh gosh, you know, what am I doing? We it, all it was still have good days and yeah. bad days. Come on. Of course. Yeah. That's just how it is. But it's very different now, Scott, <laughs> because yeah. I'm in, I've been in the pursuit of something that puts just put so much joy in my heart and uh, being able to have this platform where I can also shine a light on dancers and choreographers and people that love dance as much as I do. All of that together has um, given me so much joy and, and the joy in finding the joy in the journey before where I thought, okay, I'll be happy when I lose 15 more pounds. I'll be happy when my whatever looks like this. I'll be happy when I get this amount of money and all of that it just, when I got to certain places, okay, great. I got there, but it wasn't the end all be all. No. And that's, I think that this is a great lesson you're bringing up. I, I, I'm tying as soon as you're, everything you just said, all I kept having popping up in my head right now was goals, 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 right? Mm -hmm. What you were saying was you had the goals. The problem is people actually don't understand how to set goals and achieve their goals. Right. And what you were stating here is you just listed out a bunch of goals that you had. But you you then psychologically dwelled on those goals so heavily you were not you were forgetting to live in the moment, yes, and live where you are today. And it's like, yes. hey, great, I have goals now, cool. So I know where probably I'm going. I, I don't. They don't need to be rock solid either. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, like that's the other thing about goal setting is you should be setting goals to achieve, but you don't know what the journey is going to be like to get there. And yes, people get so hardcore set in that, oh, I have to do exactly this workout, this diet, and this lifestyle for the next two to three months to get to that point. Well, yes and no. I mean, a lot of crap can happen in two to three months, right? You oh, could, yes. A friend of mine, no joke, not kidding you, keep you up to speed. So Saturday, my fiance and I went skydiving, right? Then we had a lot of yes, fun on Saturday. Yes, I saw that, yeah. yeah. I mean, I've been doing that since... 06 was my first jump. So it's, oh my it's, gosh. Yeah, I love it. Um, <laughs> uh, again, so new goal set on Saturday was I finally bought a, uh, hold on. Uh, there we go. Great pod, great pod. Um, so I bought a journal, which is specifically for skydivers uh, because you log all your jumps and your jump uh, person then will actually sign off on it. I've oh, that's cool. I've never logged any of them because oh I eventually want to earn my license so I can then jump on my own. So it's way more affordable because once you have your license, then it's like, and you own a shoot and you just pay, pay you basically pay 20 bucks just to go up on the plane. So little life oh, hack wow. there. So <laughs> versus like, you know, a couple hundred dollars. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but anyway, so I have a, we have a lot of adrenaline junkie friends in our inner circle because that's, you know, my community. And uh, a friend of ours, she's literally calls my fiance last night. We're sitting there uh, watching some TV, just some quality time. We don't watch a ton of television, but, you know, downtime. We already had a high life on Saturday. And again, life balance. So we're hanging out and then her phone rings and she's talking. I'm like, a listener talking there. And she's like, well, listen, I'm not, I'm not a doctor. I mean, she, my fiance is a doctor, but for like animals, you know, she's a horse mm -hmm. vet. And I'm like, are you talking to Nikki? And one of our girlfriends had just finished uh, doing downhill mountain biking. She's a huge downhill or like 
likes to go racing. Anyway, apparently she jacked herself up yesterday with her boyfriend and they were on the way to the hospital and she didn't know what she broke. As of today, we now know she has a tib-fib fracture <laughs> in her oh. lower leg, which is a legit injury. I've seen it countless times being a skier with a, the athletes I used to coach. Um, but the point is, like, you, you set goals. You don't know what's going to happen. Like, she has goals, I'm sure, in her own life right now that just got completely shifted because she was living life to the fullest, doing her downhill mountain biking, and just jacked herself up. So she's probably going to be on crutches. There's going to be a cast. All these things come into play. But back to your original point, what have you done in your, in your mental game? What have you done to allow flexibility and adaptation on these goals to be achieved? Because she probably actually, my own fiance, Kristen, she wanted to, she was actually planning next week to go mountain biking with her just to hang out. And then Kristen's even like, oh man, now we can't go riding now. And I'm like, mm-hmm. Kristen, I, I think, I think Nikki's got more to worry about right now than you being able to go riding with her. <laughs> <laughs> But this, my, my big picture point here is life happens, okay? Um, you know, shit happens. Let's be real, okay, guys? Like, oh, my God, stuff's going to happen. Don't set yourself so hardcore and so tight that you don't allow the freedom and the flexibility of life to come into the, come into the womb, so to speak, and mix things up. Uh, can you talk to that a little bit as a co-host? Oh, yes. It's interesting you brought this up because I actually haven't talked a lot about this. I have a little bit on my Instagram with some images and stuff. But um, the one thing that happened this past year that stopped my podcast production for about a month, a little over a month, because I was pretty consistent week to week, uh, releasing an episode week to week, because that was my goal. And uh, I had to stop because uh, my middle sister passed away unexpectedly uh, almost six months ago. Wow. And uh, that, and when I had found out, I was uh, talk about cool stuff in terms of before that I was at a, a dance film festival that I got invited to because of the podcast. Mm-hmm. And so I was so excited, obviously in my element, watching these dance films, being inspired, all the stuff that happens when I go to these dance events, I get home and I get a string of text message, call, 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 something's going on. And, you know, she's in the hospital and she's in intensive care and all this stuff. And, and, um, the day after, so I get, you know, I'm on this high from this dance film festival the day after I'm supposed to be doing a dance workshop speaking. And so I think, do I cancel or, and, you know, people would understand it's kind of a big thing. You know, my sister passed away the night before, but then I thought, you know, no, because the one thing that I need to do through my story, through everything I've been through, through all the mistakes I've made, through all the heartache, is I need to encourage people that it's never too late. It's never too late. Things happen. You work through them. And it's okay. It's okay that your journey looks different from mine. It's okay that you failed. It's okay that you made all these mistakes. It doesn't devalue you as a human being. And for the mm-hmm. longest time, I thought, okay, if I don't achieve this, that like what we said, I'm less of a person because I don't measure up to so-and-so. So So, um, the mental game part of it for me was allowing myself some grace. So when I went back to, um, to Guam where my sister had lived, I like that word choice of allowing grace, allowing grace. And so even that's comforting just even to say that now, because I had to allow myself to grieve, allow myself to spend time with my family. And I thought this is, I'm going to be able to reflect on this as a time that I needed to be there for them, be there for me. Because when my dad had passed away years before, I didn't allow myself that because I thought, okay, my mentor said that I need to just let this, I know it's a family thing, but this business is more important. And so I didn't even get to go to his funeral. Your father? 
my father's funeral. It's one regret that I will have. Wow, you, you are know. hardcore. I mean, it was, it was, uh, it however was you want to look at that. <laughs> yeah. However I want to look at that. But, um, you know, I let down people, I let down myself because I allowed the focus to be wrong about business and getting to work and not, and that it was wrong to grieve, that it was wrong to, because you're not a strong person if you show your emotions and I'm thinking, you know what, and inside, you know, what the weird thing, Scott, is that inside through all of this, I felt like something's not right, but these people that I think have my best interest say, say that, you know, I need to be strong and to just let it go and push it aside. And so I never had a chance to grieve this time with my sister. I had a chance to grieve and have some closure. Do I still have moments? Of course, it's still new to me. Six oh, months. Gosh, to yeah. me. I mean, hello, you know? a close family. Yeah. That's not even like a cousin or an uncle or an aunt. Like, I mean, that's, that's your, that's your inner circle. Yeah. So um, with the mental game, I think it, there's components of it. It's not all about the focus, which I love. I love being focused and being goal driven and being process driven and surrounding yourself with all the things that move you forward. But at the same time, I've learned through all of this that it is about allowing grace, honoring where you're at, knowing that you have that you're unique in what you've been called to do. The people that are called to for you to serve in whatever way you're going to serve. Hmm they they will connect with you authentically because of that not because you're trying to be someone else and i had spent so many years trying to be someone else because i thought i had to because i thought i wasn't good enough so you know and i know people relate to that and that seems to be the story with many entrepreneurs and podcasters so um i think the mental game is very multifaceted and uh, it's learn it's and it's different in different phases of your journey hmm I like that. Different in different phases of the journey. Uh, well, it goes back to what we just again. Everyone we're talking about it. to listeners, guys. Are you picking up on all this? I mean, take take notes. Hit pause. Hit rewind. Uh, again, when this is all done, go back to the website. Look at the blog notes because again, follow her AnnetteBoone.com. Annette Bone is easy. It's B O N E. But your messaging you're giving us is powerful because you yourself have struggled with uh, in and out of dance. Obviously, physical transformations. Right, weight gain, weight right. loss. Depression. Uh, yes. I love the fact you just shared this. I, I didn't even know that much about the whole family thing. I didn't know. I mean, that's powerful, man. I, I can't even, I can't even fathom, God forbid, and when, if and when it will happen, like losing my parents and, okay, where am I going to be if I'm, I better be in freaking another country if I'm somehow missing my father's, you know, passing. I mean, it's just crazy. That's powerful. But that's a great example of sharing where you are at mentally and physically before and where you're at today. And I think that's something that's probably taken out of this too, is that you're sharing us lessons learned. Okay. No, people keep trying to be perfection. I, I can't stand that word sometimes because there's no such thing as perfection. Right. Right. Me too. It's right. what we feel works today. And when people start allowing that and they allow the imperfection into their life, because as we hinted at from the very beginning of the show, like, guys, you're going to make mistakes. The mistakes is what you learn the most from. Like you learned from missing your father's funeral. And you said, you know what? I'm not going to allow that happen again with my own sister. No, that's, that's absolutely correct. Yeah, that's a powerful lesson learned. And you could take that now into your business, your podcast, to... Uh, future relationships uh, as you grow. I mean, as you grow your influence in the dancing community, like now you're actually like carpe diem, man. You're season a day. You're like, you know what? I think I got to pick up a little press pass, right? Because I got a podcasting <laughs> platform. I'm going to roll in on this dance event 
and uh, you know, rock some authority because that's what you got, right? Because you do have a media platform. We discussed this at that conference. I love, and yeah, I've, been, I've, been awesome. watch, I've been watching you online. I see, you, <laughs> I see you getting after it. I love that. <laughs> and again, you didn't know that a year or two ago, right? No, no, I didn't. And it's amazing, uh, Scott, what podcasting has done. I never, ever in a million years thought that I would be having a podcast, let alone speaking and putting myself out there as much as I have. And it's been pretty fun, actually, getting over these hurdles, getting oh, yeah. out of my comfort zone, meeting these amazing people like yourself and the people at MapCon, Joe Pardo, shout out again. Um, it's it's such a blessing to me. And, and regardless of the subject matter of everybody's podcast, mm-hmm. I've learned so much from everyone. It's been, and everybody, it's just, I love the podcasting community. I love the entrepreneurial community. And I love people that go for their dreams. I love people that fight, yes. that have fire. Oh, it just, it gets me. And again, to our listeners, guys, what she's talking about right now, that passion, you can hear the fire in her own voice. You will get there too. Okay. It's just, I hinted at this earlier. We're just at a different place in the timeline. And right. That's, and that's put in the work. I put in the work. We put in our work differently. We're on different platforms, different campaigns, different initiatives. She's dance and entrepreneurial niche. I'm health, business, and lifestyle niche. I'm a marketing guy. That girl can clearly, you can put some moves on me that I don't even know how to even understand or figure out. Um, I can can lift you up and like half spin you. I I got that covered. Uh, But this this guy, I joke all the time. Like people are like, so do you ever go dancing? I'm like, dude. I'm a classic example of white boy can't dance. Uh, <laughs> although I will say, before I arrived in Vegas last week, I was at my friend's uh, wedding and my fian- I blew my fiance's mind. Like it was like you know, it's uh, everybody's dancing, you know, every and I finally just said, you know, what? I'm just gonna let it all loose. And I just started moving, and dancing with her, and she's just like, you don't dance, and I said, well, the music's great, the vibe is great. I have to fly out in like four hours in the middle of the night. I'm just living in the moment, man. I'm feeling it. And she's like, you're actually not that bad. I'm like, oh, thanks. I mean, I'll take that when I can get it. But again, I don't I'm, I don't dance that often. But if I want to, oh. rip the lid off and go for it. So she, I blew her yeah. mind. She had no idea. I was like, sweet. I just earned some points. And I've already been with this girl for like three, four years. And I found a way to earn some more points. Let, let your walls down and just let, let that energy flow. Yes. I'm so glad you brought that up because I was just at a dance workshop. And the interesting thing, I, I don't I don't want to call it a dance workshop. It was more of a movement workshop, mm. a physical theater workshop. I'm very much about getting outside of just, you know, the, the whole ballet, modern, the dance discipline genres, and also going out toward move. I'm very much a geek about that kind of stuff, too. Interesting thing, the guy that was leading it doesn't consider himself a dancer. He said, I've never taken a dance class I move from within Hmm. and the whole class was very much about moving from your instincts and moving from not necessarily the music, the music was kind of there as an accessory, not the impetus. Yeah. It was more internal, which I loved. It's a different feeling. So that's what you were doing. You're moving from within. I was getting my dirty dancing on. I mean, (laughs) it was, I mean, there was, I mean, I, again, I don't, I I don't, I I hope there's no video of this because maybe, (laughs) maybe it wasn't as good as I hope it was, but, um, you yeah, my my lady in my arms, you know, up close and personal, mm-hmm. vibing with the music, vibing in the moment. We're in a surrounding. Yes. We are on this beautiful like lakefront lodge thing that some corporation built for entertainment, and then they decided to turn it into like a venue. It was gorgeous, massive, uh, open timber construction, and 
it was just a really cool structure. It was really cool vibe. Everybody's having a blast. I just went with it, man. And I felt it and it felt Mm -hmm. so good. And like you point, when you connect with your dancing partner, doesn't matter if you're, I don't care, gay, straight, male, female, you know, uh, part bear, (laughs) whatever. It's like, get into that man vibe off of that. And it felt, it did feel really good. I have to admit like, all right, this is, it was nice to connect at another new level with her. Mm -hmm. And again, I've only been with her going on three, four years now. So it's like, okay, we, we connected deeper in that moment. And she, and you could see, you could see that when she's like, she was joking around and busted on me that, Oh, I can't believe you're actually dancing and where'd this come from. But I could look into her eyes mm-hmm. and I could see that I was, we were connecting at a, at a new different level and she was loving it. And I was like, Ooh, okay. I guess I can't hold that back anymore. Um, yeah. Yeah. Ooh, it was, I love that. You probably know more about this than I do. I just like, I could, I felt it. Mm-hmm. I saw it. I read, I read the signs. That's the other thing. Like, again, I am no love guru, but I'm like, <laughs> pay attention to what's going on, man. And as soon as I locked in, I was like, oh yeah, I got to keep going. <laughs> yeah. It's that, it's that energy exchange. It's that, well, you have that relationship, but there isn't, there's a symbiotic hmm. exchange of energy and uh, chemistry. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Sounded like it. I would have loved to see a picture of it. <laughs> but that's awesome, Scott. Oh yeah, yeah. Cool. I, I I I dipped in and whatever that thing is where you you bend her lower back over your hand mm-hmm. and swing her and I, I busted all that out. So mm. I watch. I watch you guys. She watches the Dancing with the Stars once in a while. I pay attention. I'm, I don't know. Like I said, living in the moment. So <laughs> yeah, in the moment. Well, listen. I mean, I, I love the fact that we're. We're vibing like this, but we do have to bring this episode to a close because I got another one coming up. It's a busy Monday. But listen, I'm glad we actually were able to kind of transcend back to the dancing piece. And it's the core of your brand and what we're doing. And you're the co-host of the show. So as all co-hosts, they get the final words of the show. And I know you're a big picture thinker. So if they forget everything else we talked about today and obviously again to our listeners go check her out at annettebone.com I keep saying boon annettebone.com <laughs> and check her out at the Dancepreneuring you know, podcast it's pretty powerful verbiage I love the fact that the entrepreneurship and the dancing but let's go beyond that I mean if they forget everything else we discussed today like what is the big picture behind everything you're trying to do where you're trying to go next what should they remember about you and why they're going to want to follow you and stay in touch with you moving forward I think people need to remember, regardless if it's me or anyone else they choose to engage with, is that first and foremost is that you're already valuable just as you are, regardless of whether you are where you want to be in your business, your career, your life goals. You are extremely special and valuable just as you are. Secondly, I would say to honor any journey and process that you're going through, even if it doesn't make sense. And that uh, progress is not always linear, and you need to be okay with that. That's just part of the journey. And um, it's amazing if you choose to embrace all the goodness that comes with this, even in the bad moments, it is amazing the insight that you'll get and uh, just how much you can impact people in a deep way by honoring yourself and honoring your journey. And it's never too late to be great. I love that. Well, hang tight. I want to give you a proper goodbye. But again, to our listeners, guys, I love that closing note right there. It's never too late to be great. Powerful words today from our latest co-host, AnnetteBone.com. Check her out. Follow her. Subscribe to her podcast. Again, 
this is what we're all about, guys. I love bringing on powerful co-hosts like this with an amazing story, and she shared so much transparency today with us. So we've said it before, we'll say it again. If she hasn't done it, I'm going to keep doing it for you. Keep living the fired up epic life. We'll talk to you guys again soon. Hey there, Live the Fuel fans. Quick commercial break. Uh, before we close out the episode, just wanted to give you some extra tips and tricks before we send you on your way. So again, thank you again for listening to the Live the Fuel show. I hope you got a lot out of this recent episode. Uh, more importantly, please subscribe to this show if you haven't subscribed yet. Stay in touch. Get me some feedback. Submit a review on iTunes or Stitcher and get us yet the voice of you, the listener, so we can build this content back into the show and make sure that I'm actually taking you, the listener, into this uh, design and future as Live the Fuel grows. So again, subscribe, submit a review, stay in touch. Heck, on that point, go visit livethefueltank.com. Livethefueltank.com. That will take you to the link to our private Facebook group community where you can join and I can stay more in touch with you going forward outside of the podcast world. All right, last quick little piece here for you guys, some extra value. One, Go to livethefuel.com main page. You'll see on there we have our free resources guide. If you are looking for free content and not having to pay for it, consider getting on my email list. You click on the button, send me my copy, get your Super 7s resources guide. There's over 21 of my favorite online resources that I've built into this little uh, electronic guide for you guys. There's no cost. It'll just be emailed to you just by hopping on my email. Again, just thank you for listening. I want to give you some value. Uh, Second piece of my little extra nuggets of knowledge, if you want to call it this, is go to the resources section on the site. In there, I have three columns, health, business, lifestyle, and two right off the bat that I want to make sure you guys are taking advantage of is number one, eatpillynuts.com, and number two, villacapelli.com. Their logos are on the site. You got a big bowl of nuts there, and you got a cool big V, Power V logo. Both of those, if you use the discount code FUEL, F-U-E-L, you will get 10% off at checkout. So take advantage of that, please, and thank you. And more importantly, there's other companies linked on there. Uh, my nutritional and health alignment with Isogenics since 2010. Uh, the Pure Vitamin Club company for their kick-ass magnesium B12 and an awesome multi-cap. There's some additional business resources on there. Number one, Singularis IT. I go mountain biking and road cycling with the founder. This is a legitimate IT company. I don't care where you are in the world. You can use their services. We're talking about serious white glove level services. I've moved all of my IT solutions over to them, and I outsource them regularly for any future and onboarding clients down the road. And lastly, but not leastly, David Studio. If you have no clue who this guy is, guess what? He is my new audio engineer. This is the guy I've been having making it happen behind the scenes. I found him through the Fiverr world. So if you search for David, D-A-V-I-D, studio on Fiverr, you can track this guy down. But guess what? He's also on the Upwork platform. He's on the People Per Hour platform. You can search for him through his real name. I've never literally physically met this guy or talked to him in person. We have been just met through the online world. But if you search for E-M-I-N, that's, I believe, pronounced Emin, and uh, Fikik, which is F as in Frank, I-K-I-C, you can search for him in Upwork people per hour. Oh, more importantly, just go to Fiverr like I did. But if you are a podcaster or somebody just looking to get quality audio engineering, this is your guy. So again, guys, I'll let you get back to your day. Thanks again for listening to Live the Fuel. We'll talk to you guys again soon. Thank you for listening to Live the Fuel. Visit us at livethefuel.com. Stay connected on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and more at Live the Fuel. Live the fired up epic life. Hashtag Live the Fuel.